rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo. All right. Hello. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Mama, can you hear me? Or is that Papa? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. Please give the show a good review. I look like shit. I know. What can you say? Keep that to yourself. Um, let's see. What else? Give the show a good review. Become a patron. Buy some merch like this shirt. Resist with Francis Jr. Jr. Where is he? He was just sitting here. Um, and yeah, we need patrons. We need about a thousand more of you. We are getting new patrons all the time. People are, they're coming to the show. They are. The show is beginning, is begetting, is begotten to be more popular. Is that even a sentence? You know what I'm saying, though. Everybody needs to know about the show. If you are, I know you guys are, you're the, original OG Terror Busters, and yeah, we're gonna, the show's gonna grow with your help, so thank you, and yeah, I'm a little bit discombobulated right now, because I just spent the last three hours fucking around with the goddamn machine, I'm trying to fix the machine, all right, it's like, forget about it, I wish the machines would would become self-aware for uh, at last. But we have Poppy Champlin calling in in the next hour. So that works. The phone works. The fact is, the problem is that she can't hear, she won't be able to hear if, um, if I play any movies. So at least we can talk. I can hear the phones, the phones go out, the phones go in, and we can hear each other, but if we, we can't really talk about anything, talk about, I mean, talk about, let's say, a movie, I play a clip and we talk about it, we can't do that yet on this fucking high production podcast, so I'm a little bit annoyed, I don't know why that uh, I can't get it to work, I'm doing everything it says to do. It's just really irritating. And I'm thinking of maybe I need to get a new I need to get a new system, a new way to do this podcast. Maybe if maybe you're a podcaster and you can give me a, a, a some kind of advice. Right now I work with Ecam. That's how this goddamn show is being broadcast through something called Ecam. It's a goddamn subscription and I I reach out to them and I say, please help. And they send me off on goose chases. So anyway, I would really prefer to be preparing for the show instead of battling the equipment. Not that you care about this. This is not what you tuned into the show to talk about. I'm just letting you know. I'm getting it off my chest because it's, it's bothering me. So, and thank you. It's kind of, this is therapy for the resistance. It's my therapy, really. And I appreciate it. And I see that there's some super chats coming in. Thank you. This will help. 
because we need support. Maybe one day I won't have to think about this shit, and we can just I can just host the show and help the show, you know, in, in that way. Doing the I would rather be researching and reading and getting stuff prepared to share than on the phone with the ecam people. You know what I mean? It sucks. It's annoying. And it should work. So, but it doesn't. All right, guys. Who cares, right? We have bigger fish to fry. And but the, the but the problem is this is part of it. We need, you know, um that's why I ask for patrons. And I talk about it a lot. But it's because it's it's true. The right wingers don't they don't have to do with they don't have to deal with this shit. They have a right. If you are a right wing YouTuber, they'll put you on Fox News yesterday. They'll fund you. The Mercer family will send you a check because they understand that it matters. In order to take over this country, they needed to co-opt the the systems of communications. They needed to turn the you know uh, this country into a bunch of right wing dupes. And you do that by catapulting the propaganda, as George Bush said. But we're not catapulting the... This is not propaganda. We're talking about the progressive solutions that built the middle class to begin with. And in order to have a functioning democracy, you need a functioning and economically vibrant and engaged middle class. You need a majority of the people to not be a bunch of serfs, misinformed, uninformed dupes who are working three uniquely American low-paying jobs with no retirement security to not even come close to the standard of living that their grandparents considered their birthright. You need people to, you know, that's why the, the, the right-wingers, they, they hate democracy. They hate a... Uh, an uppity working class. There's no doubt. There's no getting around it. And here we are. We're in the idiocracy. T today, I saw Trump is... He's, he's going to he, be the grand marshal of the Daytona 500 and will give the start your engines command. We, we've crossed over. We can't have... We can't have food stamps... Right? We can't have a social safety net that functions. We got to kick Medicare recipients off their Medicaid or Medicaid, Medicare, you know what I mean? They're making work requirements. In order to be able to go to a doctor, you have to prove that you can work as if those two goddamn things are correlated. How many people are going to die because of Republican policies, conservative policies, frankly? But. Don't worry, we got a fucking buffoon in the White House who's going to say, gentlemen, start your engines. And he does mean gentlemen. Remember when we were able to say gentlemen? Now we can't say gentlemen, we have to say gentle people. Oh no, oh, I need those liberal tears, let's drink liberal tears. Uh, and that's, you know, that's how he's going to do it. And there will be a... An entire chorus of cheers going out for the con man, the dictator envying con man who received fewer votes. 
That's what's going to happen. And, uh, and yeah, you know what? There will be liberal pe- tears. There'll be tears from all the patriots. Because if you ain't tearing up watching the decline of the United of the of the grand experiment in liberal democracy, the death of democracy, then you're not an American. You're not a real American. You're not a patriot. If you're not tearing up, then you're in you're part of the problem. You think this is funny? You think it's funny to have a fucking orange baboon stomping all over the Constitution? Considering himself a king? You think it's funny to have an entire political party completely sold out? I've been saying it for years that Republicans are irredeemable. And I've been getting pushback. People said they don't want to believe it. They say, oh, you know, you're you're just uh, so left-wing. You're... You don't, um, what was, I was just talking to somebody recently. They were like, oh, I want to see the good in people. I, ha- I really have to believe that Lisa Murkowski has the best interests because Lisa Murkowski voted to acquit the con man for, for colluding with, uh, or, well, using taxpayer money to strong arm a foreign leader into drumming up dirt on a political rival, you know, because that's just normal. So, but Lisa Murkowski voted for Twitler's acquittal because he uh, gave her some one of the one one fucking pet project that she wanted for forever. You know, all for their own pet projects. It was some um, Native American health care. Yeah, and that's important, but. In the scheme of, of a functioning civilization, don't you think that that wouldn't be something that's on the table? Treason, health care for indigenous people, or health care, period. Hmm, let me weigh this in the scales of justice, the, in the balance of things. It shouldn't even be a consideration, but, you know, this is how this government works. But that's how people have worked. It's all about one hand washing the other. That's why you have laws and a constitution. And this is why you don't want a government that is funded by money. There is, th- there you go. That's the root of all evil. And because of the corrupt money-funded system, we have a Twitler. All, it, it was always doomed to fail. Every step along the way that they undid campaign finance rules, that they allowed more money into the political system, was one more step in the direction of fascism. And it's about time the fucking Democrats, the so-called Democrats and the real Democrats, to call it out, to start saying that we're up against fascism. Now, I'm heart- it's heartening to see... Uh, even on the corporate media, many, for example, Rachel Maddow, talk, and even today, Joy Reid, who I'll get to in a minute. She's another one. But, you know, whatever. She's, she's right in some sense. He, because today they were even talking about authoritarianism, how the country is being, being taken over by an authoritarian. This is what's happening. I gl- I'm glad they're calling it out. Wait, what the hell is going on? 
I'm ju I just saw. Well, I'm looking for you guys. There you are. Hi guys. There's the chat. I'm. I was missing you guys. Okay. Wow. Look at all these super chats. Jim, Patricia, Mark, Tamara, Anthony. Holy moly, you guys. Thank you. I'll, t I'll drink to that. It's just coffee in my horn mug. Head on Radio Network with the delightful Bob Kincaid. So, anyway, um, so today Joy Reid was talking about authoritarianism, and, all right, yeah, what are you going to do about it? But their remedy, so the, this is where we part ways, I part ways with Joy Reid, and we went over it last, when we had the show on Wednesday, we were talking about the corporate media, because they're, they're all losing their minds over Bernie Sanders, and my opinion is and I I'm I'm not alone. They're all upset. They are in. They're fearful that Twitler will win re-election, and um, still, though they're fighting with the same old, the same old arguments that we uh, that we went through in 2016. We need someone moderate. We need a uh, somewhat experienced, someone who will overcome. I, I, didn't we, we went down this road before because the, the DLC, the DNC, the DLC, DNC, the Democratic Leadership Council, Democratic wing, you know, the, 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 of the Democratic National Committee, they gave us Twitler. They allowed this to happen. And they also laid the groundwork that uh, uh, into which a uh, fascist can rise, and now um, they're yeah they they're upset about the fruit of their endeavors. Here it is: a most disgusting orange baboon is now the president. But you know, hold hold on to your hats. the The Republicans will get it together sooner or later. They'll figure out that the the next fascist needs to be a little bit more, you know, subdued. But it's all been pointing in this direction. We've all we've been headed here for a very long time, and it didn't happen overnight. So, um, but there, I see, I understand that they're afraid, but I'm afraid listening to them. Because they're doing it to us again. It's like they don't learn the lessons. And they don't uh, see the forest through the trees up in the ivory tower. That we're still in a country that is, is begging for change. And we're, we're in a country where people understand how corrupt it is. And I believe that that is why we need an outsider and not just somebody who is gay, first of all. That, that's what they're presenting. Pete Buttigieg, he's an outsider because he's gay. That's not good enough. He is also a, uh, he's a, he's a right-wing Democrat begging for a trickle in a wine cave. People are, aren't going to fall for that, I believe, and that's why I believe even Bernie Sanders 
will they 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 keep saying how they want how the democrats keep saying that they want um you know they're running to the right because they need the disaffected obama voters who voted for trump they they want to woo them back with someone who's moderate that's not going to happen the obama voters these we could get those voters by running an outsider candidate who's not in bed with corporate interests and that's there's only one of them anyway for so whatever people are going to get mad because I keep talking about it, but hey, I uh, I believe that we need to talk about it because we're up against the corporate, the 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 constant drumbeat on corporate media that never stops, even when they pretend or try to say something nice about Bernie Sanders, they can't. And so, for example, before because I want to talk about Bloomberg today. They're propping up Bloomberg now, and it's – he's not going to win either. He's not he, – he, he wouldn't win over Twitler because Twitler's base is highly motivated. Bloomberg, get the fuck out of here. These people the, – that's what's so disingenuous about the, the DLC Democratic Party because – they they all attack Bernie Sanders. Say, oh, he's not a real Democrat. Well, what the hell is Bloomberg? Bloomberg is a Republican. He was the Republican mayor of New York, who who um, was you know uh, changed. What did he do? I mean, he changed the rules because he wanted to rule over New York. It was like a nice hobby for him. But here, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, I'm trying to find these videos. Tara Buster Weekly Videos. There you go. Okay, so I want to. I just wanted to play this video that because Joy Reid had a Democratic consultant or somebody on the DNC on her show, and the just just let me just play this and we'll get into it. I'm glad you mentioned that, that the changes, because after the 2016 really nasty primary in which a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters blamed the DNC and they thought somehow the DNC had rigged the primary so that Hillary Clinton got four million more votes. I'm not sure how they convinced those four million more people, tricked them into voting for Hillary Clinton, but somehow they rigged it. That's what they believed. And so Tom Perez, Chairman uh, Perez, formed this unity coalition mm -hmm. commission that was... First of all, I just want to make sure everybody can hear me with this. You all, okay, we're good. Oh, my God. But first of all, um, it's not about Hillary Clinton getting four million more votes in the Democratic primary. There were many, if you saw Michael Moore's movie, there were um, parts of the country where Bernie actually received more votes, and yet the delegates went for they voted for Hillary Clinton. So there was a lot of shit going on. Um, the, uh, it's clearly clear, it's still clear to this day that the Democratic Party considers Bernie an interloper. So they're not going to allow him to have it. Uh, Hillary, at the time, had to concede somewhat to Bernie. And the reason he didn't drop out of the race was because... He wasn't 
he wasn't looking for a position in in Hillary's cabinet. He wanted to advance the progressive agenda. That's what he did. He had the Democratic Party change some of its rules with the superdelegates and um, also the Democratic Party platform. And there, that goes to show you exactly who Bernie is. He's not in this for himself. He's not in it for self-aggrandizement. He was, he's in this to make the world a better place. And that's something that these corporate kiss-asses cannot abide. I, I don't understand why. I don't get it. But this clip, the reason I'm playing it, this was over, this was maybe, I think this was on, uh, it, was, it was a couple of days ago. But I wanted to play it because it, it says, it, it just shows you exactly what we're up against. So, clearly, Joy Reid vehemently hates Bernie Sanders, and this this segment that she has, it's worse than when she had, it's almost worse, it's not worse, actually. She had a, um, a body language expert on to tell everybody that Bernie was lying. That's, this is kind of up there with that, in my opinion. So let's continue with you. Comprised of a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters, some of whom a lot of Democrats had a problem, did not vote for Hillary Clinton and voted for Jill Stein, but they were still got to be on the... Okay, did you hear this? She's saying that after the, um, you know, during the Democratic primary, they created this unity commission, the Democratic Party, and... Joy Reid, first of all, there was 21 people on the Unity Commission. Eight of them were Bernie Sanders supporters. So Joy Reid, who I don't know who the fuck she's getting her information from, but it certainly isn't from any of the, the delegates that were on, or the, 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 on the Unity Commission, but she's saying that they voted for Jill Stein. How the fuck does she know this? In fact... I've heard um, those who were on this unity commission taking this segment on Joy Reid's show and saying she's full of shit. I knew every single person on that unity commission, every Bernie supporter, and none of them voted for Bernie Sanders. And in fact, some of the Bernie delegates or the supporters on the unity commission went out and publicly endorsed Hillary and went on television for Hillary's, but it's never enough for these corporate lick asses. And she's just lying through her teeth. Now, who, where is she getting this information? Jo- that, where is Joy Reid getting her information that, that the Bernie supporters on the Unity Commission voted for Jill Stein? That's exactly what she's saying. She's, she's just lying. This is something that is on par with this, the same kind of bullshit I see on Fox News. What is the difference when you're just making things up? Form this unity Listen. coalition mm-hmm. commission that was comprised of a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters, some of whom a lot of Democrats had a problem did not vote for Hillary Clinton and voted for Jill Stein. But they were- How the fuck does she know that? A lot of them had a problem, and they voted for Jill Stein. What are you, where are you getting this information from? I don't get it. This is why when I'm, I, I'm saying to you guys, please support this show, because this, we're not just up against Fox News. We're up against this. These are supposedly our friends. 
And honestly, it's more of a betrayal when you have someone who supposedly is your friend and they they lie. They just lie in order to smear the only candidate who isn't sold out to the same corporate interests that these people seem to, they, they're so afraid of fascism, but how the fuck did we get there? We're here because of the candidates that these DLC, DNC supporters continue to inflict on this government. No, it's not a, a kinder, gentler fascism. It's still fascism. Ultimately, what is the goal then? What's the point of a government? The fact is we have a government. We have the most unequal of all of our Western partners as far as income disparity. How is that a functioning government? How does that reflect a functioning government. That's a that's a that's a an ex, what do you call it? It's a uh, symptom. It's 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 something that shows you. It's an illustration of exactly how broken this government is. <sighs> I just have to hear that again. Some of whom a lot of Democrats had a problem did not vote for Hillary Clinton and voted for. How the fuck do you know that? Stein, but they were still got they voted for Jill Stein, but they still got to be on the commission. Is that I thought there was a secret ballot too. And where is she getting her information? Some of whom a lot of Democrats had a problem, did not vote for Hillary Clinton and voted for Jill Stein, but they were still got to be on the commission. This is on corporate media, on the liberal media, ladies and gentlemen. And I couldn't believe when I saw it because I watched it and I saw it as a live. It was on. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching and hearing. And you hear how that goes just so subtly. Uh, some of them were on the commission. They, 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 so they voted for Jill Stein, but they still got to be on the commission. What are you talking about? Where is your proof? Show us the fucking receipts. It's the same thing all the time. All the Bernie bros are so, they're so mean. They're so abusive because... You know, is this what they're talking about, I guess? Because I'm sure after this segment, people got on Twitter and were like, what the fuck are you talking about, Joy Reid? Oh, my God, the Bernie bros attacked. They attacked me for speaking lies. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, for just being myself. What is she talking about? So whenever you use whatever means that you have at your disposal to counteract the lies that are being pumped into people's homes from sea to shining sea, then you're being an ab you're abusive. You're a Bernie bro. You're a on the, oh my. They're, we're like brown shirts out here attacking the, the poor, poor, put upon millionaires in the ivory tower who can't stand if even the notion of a government that works for all, a Medicare for all, or universal health care, universal higher education. It's, it's so, it's, they're just so put upon. But the, don't worry, they're Democrats. This is a Democrat right here. She's a, she's, she hates Trump just like the rest of us, but has no, in a, no ability to look at herself in the mirror 
and say, what part did I play putting this orange asshole in power? Because they'll say that it was Bernie that made it possible. Because if it wasn't for Bernie, they would, Hillary would have ran away with it. And, 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 you know, it's like, have you, have you met Hillary? Have you been living in, in the country for the past 30 years? Have you seen the cottage industry built up against Hillary Clinton? The uh, right or wrong, it was. Um, that's what Hillary was up against. Has, did you see the the polls? I know they're all about. They love polls on MSNBC. Who's up in the polls and down? In the, it's like they're jerking a poll off every goddamn day. But according to the polls, Hillary was the second least liked politician in the country. Next to Donald Trump, next to Twitter. So he was first, she was second. Right, right or wrong? But, you know, they needed to, it was her turn. They needed to inflict her on us. I voted for her, of course. But this bitch, they, there's no gratitude anywhere. Bernie tried to help them. He tried to warn them and tell them what was going on in the country. Because while Hillary was giving speeches at Goldman Sachs, Bernie was on buses to Canada with those who couldn't afford their medication on a monthly basis, taking them into, to, um, into Canada so they can get their goddamn diabetes medicine. So I would think he has a bit of a more his uh, finger on the pulse than those at Goldman Sachs. It's this whole fucking, this, this corruption that is, you know, we're supposed to be okay with, I guess. Um, just a little bit of corruption. When Hillary said that she wanted to be the candidate, for the president for everyone. That's, that was her, meaning Wall Street and Main Street. That, that whole DLC bullshit, the DLC, DNC bullshit argument that, about Wall Street rising and falling with Main Street. Remember that? Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall together. And at the time, when, when Obama said that, he gave that speech, Wall Street and Main Street, we rise and... He was giving it to Wall Street. He wanted to tell Wall Street, he was kind of trying to tell them, please, play nice with the plebs. Be a little kinder to the plebs, to the peons. It's, but it's not true. They knew that. He was telling, uh, trying to appease us. Wall Street and Main Street do not rise and fall together. Wall Street is doing great. Wall Street will always do great when it has government on its side, when government is rigging the game in its favor. And, you know, the... Um, that's what the DNC wants. They want a little less chaos, little less, you know, a nicer corporatism where we can, um, you know, all of the above. Instead of what has to be done, let's make all of the above. Like, for instance, with climate change. Don't want to upset the, the big oil benefactors. All of the above. How could you be all, everything to everybody? Because what you end up being is everything to nobody. Trying to appease your billionaire benefactors and 
pretend you're the party of the people because you're not that concerned about whose peepees are forming a marriage, if the appropriate combination of peepees are forming a legal marriage contract. That's great. That's wonderful. But it's still not going to fix what's broken here. Let's just continue with this. Around the country did this sort of national tour and the rules that were made that were set up that created the caucus as it was this week were created out of that. So Sanders team had. So he, she's saying that it was Bernie Sanders fault for the chaos in Iowa because he his supporters to appease the supporters. They created these rules that were chaos and she's just full of shit. She's pulling this shit out of her ass and laying it on to the millions of dupes who are watching, hoping that she's going, she, they, they're going to say, oh, yeah, okay, uh, Klobuchar or Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, yeah, he's, or, or Bloomberg. Now they're propping up Bloomberg. The influence over it. Taking away superdelegates for a lot of African Americans, that meant black elected officials. Superdelegates. Okay, this is what really gets me pissed off here, too. She's saying that the superdelegates, I mean, it's so fucked up. In her, what she's, the, what she's trying to present is that the superdelegates were African Americans and the superdelegates gave African Americans a voice. And getting rid of superdelegates was another way of silencing African Americans. And that is such bullshit. The demographic of the superdelegate were primarily white men. So she's, who are these people? It's, this is just like on Fox News. A lot of people say that. They're silencing the, by silencing the superdelegates, you're silencing African-Americans because, you know, that's what Bernie's all about, so, right? This is what she's trying to say? Not Bloomberg. Bloomberg's not all about that with stop and frisk and, uh, and, uh, and the other policies that are offensive, his trickle-down, kiss-up, kick-down, you know, now I'm Obama's friend when before I was criticizing him. But they, they all forget how um, they forget that because their agenda. I, ha I haven't heard a single person on MSNBC call Bloomberg what he is, the Republican mayor of New York. They conveniently forget this fact because according to the corporatists, any port in a corporate storm, that's what it is. Bernie is just getting too much support. He's just getting too big for his britches. Their party is being threatened. And I mean the party, the greed party. And, um, you know, any port in a storm for these corporatists. As it was this week, were created out of that. So Sanders' team had a heavy influence over it, taking away super... Show us who, which superdelegates were African-Americans being silenced. Show us. They never say for a lot of African-Americans, that meant black elected officials. Superdelegates are not magical mm -hmm. beings. A lot of them are black elected officials. Really? Created out of that. So Sanders' team had a heavy influence over it, 
taking away superdelegates for a lot of African Americans, that meant black elected officials. Superdelegates are not magical mm -hmm. beings. A lot of them are black elected officials. So suddenly superdelegates are uber. It's like an uber democracy. It's uber um, equality in a superdelegate, which a superdelegate is meant to be uh, the stopgap against democracy truly breaking out. But all of a sudden, in bizarre world, it's, uh, we wanted to silence the African-American voice by making the, the, the primary process more democratic. It's so sickening. To, to adopt the mantle of the, uh, of the oppressed and, and bestow it on the oppressor. You know what I mean? Think about all of those, the African-Americans who are truly silenced and disenfranchised. And, you know, all those who fought, fled, and died for civil rights. And now we're, um, oh, we're supposed to cry over a fucking superdelegate? These aren't the, um, some disenfranchised group. These are powerful people, and they're not black. Oh, we, the superdelegates are African-Americans? Get the fuck out of here, Joy Reid. <sighs> the Sanders team had a heavy influence over it, taking away superdelegates for a lot of African-Americans. It's that ridiculous. That meant black elected officials. Superdelegates are not magical mm -hmm. beings. A lot of them are black elected officials, Latino elected officials, people of color. It's the only power Show they us. Had. Who? Who? I'm trying to find the superdelegate who, who are African-American. Yeah, that's it. Well, let's put the superdelegates in because we don't have enough African-American voices or Latino voices in our party. That's not why they have a superdelegate system. Unbelievable. That was taken away just to appease the Sanders supporters, and what we got was a Unbelievable. mess in Iowa. So, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of, particularly African Americans, a lot of people of color who are very angry at Tom Perez and feel like he made these rules. The idea of buying an app to quickly count the, ba the, the you know, spending fifty million dollars on an app. Okay, to count okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is another thing. Can you believe how? In the this is. Been a minute and sixteen minute and sixteen seconds of uh, of clip of the Joy Reid show, and the lies. It's like a you talk about a fire hose of lies coming out of Twitter. This is can, uh, is on on par. Fifty million dollars for an app. She just like threw that out there. Spending $50 million on an... If it wasn't for Bernie Sanders, the DNC wouldn't spend $50 million on an app to count delegates and make such a mess. What fucking app costs $50 million? Everybody knows it takes... Just do a little search. App, Iowa. It was 60 goddamn thousand dollars. $50 million? Has she ever... I, I, did it just come out? Maybe. Maybe it did. Has she ever given a retraction? $50 million. It's just, but it's out there. You know what I mean? This is on par with the best of Fox News, the best Sean Hannity. If this was coming out of Sean Hannity, we would expect it. But it's going on the other side as well. These are the Democrats. Just 
pouring out lies into the so-called liberal media. $50 million for an app. I got to get into this app business. And that lady's just sitting there doing nothing but nodding her head. Oh, yeah, we all know how Bernie wanted to get rid of African-American superdelegates and force the DNC into spending $50 million on an app. Do you really think that's, that's plausible? And what we got was a mess. In Iowa. Yeah, so, it's a mess, you know, Joy. There are a lot of, particularly African-Americans, a lot of people of color who are very angry at Tom Perez and feel like he made these rules. The idea of buying an app to quickly count the, ba- the you know, spending $50 million on an app to count quicker. <laughs> a lot of people are laying that out. Wow. I, how does this woman have a show still, right? Why am I here saying, please become a patron? And this bitch has a national platform. She's going to get more. It's bigger. Bigger. If I was here, I guess, saying exactly what she's saying, maybe they'd give me a show on MSNBC. Maybe I'll be one of her guests. I could go up there with J- with uh, J- Dr. – what's his name? Jim Johnson, who blocked me on Twitter. I told you that, right? That Jim Johnson asshole, he uh, he blocks me. But I'm, I'm in good company. He apparently dr- – he blocks a lot of people. But he's another Bernie hater. But these are what were our uh, supposed. Is it Jim Johnson? No, I'm I'm forgetting his name. Doctor. No, it's not Jim. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, how come I can't remember? Is it? It's somebody. It's something with a J. James Johnson. Doctor. Who cares, right? James. Is it John? I don't know. No, it's not James. <laughs> John? I'm looking it up. No, it's not him. You know what I'm talking about, though. God damn it. I hate when I I have these moments of Alzheimer's. I hope it's not Alzheimer's. That's what I think. It's Jason Johnson. Yes. Thank you, Haiku. Jason John. Jim. I, I was getting through all the J's. Jason, John, James. Yeah, he blocked me on Twitter, which is a... a um. It's a badge of honor. But it also makes him look like a little whiny little bitch, frankly. You don't block people. And I, I told you before, you just mute them. There's no need to block. You look like an idiot. You look stupid. You look like you're triggered. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, like a little, like me. He has to block me. Me. Little old me with the little old Tara Buster podcast. And him, the big Jim, James Johnson on MSNBC, Joy Reid's best buddy, spreading propaganda. He's another one who, with lies, who just goes on there and lies. He was the one that, that recently, one of the lies I, we talked about was that he got on there saying that, that Elizabeth Warren has more donors than, individual donors than Bernie, but not as many individual donations. So not as much money. But more people are donating, but not as much. And that's just not even true in any reality. And they just throw it out there. I find it to be just as disturbing as when they do it on Fox News. What is the difference? Because the, the agenda is the same, ultimately. This is for a corporatism, a government of, by, and for the corporations, which is what we have. And that's what they're, they want. What Joy Reid is 
advocating, she's not, you know, um, she's undermining the, the, the progressive change that we really need. She wants us to, you know, she's all for this incrementalism, I suppose. I don't know what incrementalism is, frankly, except um, a slow death. Incremental? It's like, okay, um, somebody's stepping on your oxygen tube and you incrementally release the, the pressure, though they're still gasping for air. We need real progressive change. This country is, is in fascism. It's not even going there. It's not um, in a dangerous position. It's not in a precarious position. We are here. And how much more does Joy Reid want? But I don't, I, it's really disturbing to watch this clip because just how easily she lies. Where the fuck is she getting her so called facts from? And I mean, maybe she made a mistake. I don't know. $50 million for an app? Are you serious? And uh, Bernie supporters on the Unity Commission voted for Jill Stein, but they still got to be on the commission. What the hell? How does she know? Does she have a secret hotline into the voting booth? Because these these Bernie supporters who are on the Unity Commission outwardly endorsed Hillary Clinton and went out and did appearances for her and those who could you know, that people can't, one of them was a mayor, went out and publicly endorsed her. But here we go. And $50 million for an app? It's all, according to Joy Reid, we're all, it was everything that's wrong with the DNC is now Bernie Sanders' fault. If it weren't for these pesky Bernie supporters, those pesky progressives who actually want a government of, by, and for the people, who are sick of being trickled on, and the Democratic National Committee insisting that it's raining while you know we are begging for a trickle, as if that's somehow you know um, the best we can do, who gives they give us Republican policies and tell us that uh, any real change we can believe in is just too pie in the sky. So who, who I mean, really, we're trying to save the Democratic Party from being a uh, from being just a bullshit party. What about we want, you know, the FDR Democratic Party, a party that stands for something more than just, um, you know, who can go to the appropriate bathroom. That's how they denigrate us all over the country. That's how you lost or the Democratic National Committee. That's how they, we lost the so-called, you know, white working class. They became the party of the elites. And I guess, you know, whatever. Joy Reid is fine with that. How did that happen? You know, it happened because people are greedy. We've, all, we've always had to fight uh, uh, against greed. And the DNC, the DLC DNC, the Clinton wing of the Democratic Party, is partly the reason why we are here. We could trace it back. I know we could trace it back to Reagan's doorstep. But 
we would never have gotten this far into fascism. We would never, we wouldn't even have a Twitler at this point if it weren't for the fact that the the DNC, the Clinton DLC DNC, picked up the mantle that Reaganism dropped, and they ran with it. They took it over the goalposts. They didn't. It, they they helped create this United States of serfs and lords. And the sooner that we real Democrats understand that, you have to understand what's wrong so you can fix it. And, yeah, I don't know, maybe, what do you guys think? Let's continue this. It's almost over. Particularly African-Americans, a lot of people of color who are very angry at Tom Perez and feel like he made these rules. The idea of buying an app to quickly count the, ba- the you know, spending $50 million on an app to count it's just, quicker. It's beyond well, belief. $50 million on an app to qu- count quicker. People are laying that at Tom Perez's feet. Marsha Fudge, congresswoman from Ohio, saying he should resign. What, do you, what, what is the response to that? Anyway, she, she didn't go on her show and say, well, last week or whenever it was, I made a stupid comment saying that Tom Perez, because of Bernie supporters and the Unity Commission... They uh, spent $50 million on an app. Who fucking would spend $50 million on an app? I'm sorry. You could probably go on to Upwork and, and hire a freelancer to write an app. You know what I mean? And it won't cost you $50 million. And if the DNC is doing that, they all need to resign, frankly. But we know it's, it's just a lie. $50 million. But this is what's going on on the corporate media. And I could sit here all day and play clips of MSNBC. And, uh, you know, it's crazy making because they're th- – th- we do agree, obviously, on, on many things. We agree that Twitter is a nightmare, that this is – we're in a nightmare. But we don't agree on how we got here. I don't know what they think. We just woke up one day and America decided to lose its fucking mind and elect a con man, even though he received fewer votes. Yes. But there um, it, it's we're in deeper shit than just that. Twitler is a symptom and the the courts being packed and the money and politics, the, the all of this shit has to be overcome. Anyway, the thing that's really disheartening is, um, as we were saying on Wednesday when we did the show, and we were talking about the um, the how third place is now is the new f- first place to the corporate media. Since then, since those few days went by, they have been harping. Like there's no tomorrow, and I guess in their minds, in for them, for the DLC DNC, there is no tomorrow. This is the last gasp for them. If we get, if we actually take over, if the progressives get the Democratic Party back, if the FDR Democrats take back their party and turn it back into the party of the people, I guess it is the last gasp of them. But they're all. Um, they are really propping up Bloomberg, and it's 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 disturbing. So let me see. Here's an article from Truth Dig by Sonali. I know I can't. 
I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name. Cole Hotterker. All right, it's the best I can do. Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York and Democratic presidential candidate, is having a moment. After polling at only a few single digits last year, he was now emerging as a top-tier candidate, pushing past former Vice President Joe Biden to claim a spot far closer to the top of the polls. One could attribute his rise to the insane amount of cash he has spent on his campaign, more than $200 million so far, out of his own bottomless pockets to blast commercials on every platform as he sells himself to the public. Now, liberal pundits are contemplating things like, it is time to earnestly consider the possibility that Bloomberg will be the Democratic nominee for president. But are we honestly considering him a serious candidate? Bloomberg's main stint with politics was as a mayor of New York City from 2012 to 2013, during which time he pushed aggressively to criminalize and racially profile people of color under the guise of stop and frisk. The idea was simple, preemptively arrest poor and Latino black people, black men, and the crime rates would magically drop. Thousands of men were ruined in Bloomberg's dragnet, and the policy persisted until legal challenges forced the city to end the program with a judge declaring it unconstitutional. Of course it's unconstitutional. I couldn't believe it when it was happening. How could somebody just stop you and throw you against the wall? And you're, you're walking down the goddamn street in your own neighborhood. It doesn't even matter, your neighborhood or not. And we all knew who they were targeting but anyway, in launching his bid for the White House last year, Bloomberg stood in front of black congregants in a church and said, I want you to know that I realized back then I was wrong. Perhaps the billionaire candidate simply expected that his money would wash the stents of raci- racism away. But then this week, the audio of a speech he gave just five years ago at the Aspen Institute defending stop and frisk became public. And in that recording, he said, 95% of your murders, murderers, and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male, minorities, 16 to 25. That's true in New York. It's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime is. You want to spend, if you want to spend money, put it. A lot of cops in the street put the cops with the crimes. I mean, I mean, I can't even go on. He's a fucking. This is a a somebody who is part of the problem, and I'm 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 looking at the time because Poppy Champlin's going to call in after the break. But I wanted to play another thing. Bloomberg, how is he even a viable candidate? He's literally buying the goddamn election. But here's Bloomberg. He's such, he's so irritating. Here is he, he wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What he, he thinks about income inequality. Income inequality is a very big problem. But the bigger problem is you can take money from the rich and move it over to the poor. If you do it too much, then the rich stop producing and everybody loses. But there is some, most places have graduated income taxes to do that. Can you fucking believe that shit? You, it's the same old, it's the Ayn Rand argument. Trickle down. If you take too much money from the rich, they might shrug. It's Atlas Shrug. And they'll stop producing like little, oh, I'm not going to produce anymore. 
Fuck you. And we all know that they're full of shit. Talk about self-importance. These people, first of all, we know, we do know that Bloomberg thinks that he is a saint who walks among us, that he's God's gift to Earth. Let me just play another clip from the same interview where a bunch of rich people sitting around talking about what they, oh, thank you, my lord. What, what, what can you do for we, the sheeple, the, the, the dumb fuckers who were born on the wrong side of Reaganomics? Here's what he thinks of himself. Obesity is going to kill more people. So Did you say, Michael, one billion, billion people, people will die from smoking in the next century? In spite of the measures that In have spite been of all the progress we've made. Yeah, I, I joke. Oh, what are you going to do about it? He's he so cares about us all. But here here comes the zinger. And the press, of course, made a bigger joke out of it. I said, with all of my, the work my foundation's done to reduce smoking, uh, when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping for an interview. I'm walking straight in. <laughs> oh my lord, you sure do have a way with wit. You don't have to stop for an interview up on the gates of heaven. You're just going to get walk right in. But we will all be in your debt forever, my lord. Because what would we do without you to lead us? You, we didn't want to tax you because you might stop producing. And we would, we, we would die without your leadership le- leading us away from sugary drinks. Listen to them. Listen to him. Joke out of it. I said, with all of the work my foundation's done to reduce smoking, uh, when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping for an interview. I'm walking straight in. (laughs) Oh, oh, my Lord. Don't worry. You won't be going to heaven. And that's not because you'll be in hell, because there is no fucking heaven. And if there is a hell, we're right in it. We're in it right now. The rich will stop producing. Here's another thing. Here, here's, here we go. Listen to this. The problem is the poor want more than a handout. They want the dignity of a job. They want. Oh, yes. We need you. Tell us what the dignity of work is, my lord. Please. Be able to go home and say, I am contributing go to ho- my family. Go home to our hovels, our filthy hovels. Who goes home, though? We have to get, uh, and we got to get in our Ubers and drive you. And so you've got to create jobs and jobs that they think and probably are meaningful. So just jobs where I put a piece of paper on your side, you move it back to me. That's not sufficient. We have to. Who the fuck says anyway? That's what he says. First of all, we... There are there's many economic theories, including the uh, Keynesian economics, that says you dig a hole, you could pay somebody to dig a hole, pay somebody else to fill up the hole. the The matter is getting money into the hands of people so they can spend it. The those who are on the lower end of the ladder. So he, now this Bloomy wants us to know. No, 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 just. Meaningful jobs. Well, what what meaningful jobs is are is this fucker talking about? Because what with the poor? What he knows so much about the poor. Tell us, my lord. What what do you mean? 
I guess we can all come up with an app, maybe, for $50 million. So just jobs where I put a piece of paper on your side, you move it back to me, that's not sufficient. We have to do else, other things. The first thing to do is to take... Because you know how much they give a shit about what... How, about how meaningful our lives are. Rid of some of these impediments oh, here we go. to job creation. For example, uh, in the United fuck States... Fuck you, job creation. Here's the other thing. We create jobs. We the people. We're the ones who create the jobs by creating demand. When we have money in our pockets, that creates demand. And, well, because we spend it. You give money you, to those who spend it, and that creates jobs because you're creating demand. It doesn't work the other way around. Like, Bloomy wants you to, wants you to think, and like the Republicans and conservatives want you to think. We, this was never a thing before the United States became the most unequal of all our Western partners. They had to come up with some scam to sell this income, this trickle-down bullshit, by calling it supply-side economics, by wrapping it in the veneer of legitimacy. So the, the fact is, everybody knew, it, that's even before, before it became the uh, driving force in the right wing that, you know, when George Bush... Senior called it voodoo economics. That they would, they knew back then they were peddling bullshit. But it's always been about bullshit because you can't come out and just say to the fucking sheeple that we hate democracy. They have to pretend they like democracy. They have to pretend that it's all for mom and apple pie while they're dismantling the system that so many, not them, you know, all of our ancestors fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. So, let me just finish with so this. We have two things, one of which is brilliant and one of which is used all the time but is dysfunctional. We just don't think of it this way. Um, we have oh my God. minimum wages. And minimum wage means that the employer has to pay the up employer. to that level for their employees. So what would go through an employer's mind if they have to raise the amount of money they have to pay one of their employees? It is, ah, can I do with fewer employees? But we don't want... Well, that's only in a supply-side world, Bloomby. In a, in a uh, Keynesian world when, where the people have enough disposable income to fund the economy, to keep it rolling, to create a middle class then it's not about, ah, I should fire somebody. You, you'll have to hire more people because there'll be demand to fill the demand. Otherwise, another company will come in and they'll fill the damn demand. You're not like, oh, gee, I, they trickled a tax cut on me. I'm going to hire somebody else. That's not how it works. And there's a plethora of studies that, that, that prove it. But they keep peddling this bullshit. Companies to cut back the number of people they employ. What we really should be trying to do is convince them to employ more people. You convince people to employ people by creating demand. 
But you see what I'm saying? He's these are. I'm trying to find where the hell this fucking I took this uh, video from. It's a bunch of rich people hanging out, and uh, I had the goddamn article open. I'll just pl I'll keep playing this while I find it. But we don't want companies to cut back the number of people they employ. What we really should be trying to do is convince them to employ more people. Mm -hmm. And in the interest of giving people a living wage, we are getting them to lose their jobs. Not everybody. But Get the fuck out of here. He's so full of shit. We're getting them to lose their jobs because you're demanding a living wage. Well, all that minimum wage does that when a government regulates a minimum wage it's the government is saying you have to share a little bit with the people who make your business possible the corporations are doing great ceos are doing great the wealth of corporations are the, and what's the stat i mean they haven't um corporations have they are reaping record profits it's not like they're suffering, not in the least. And so this fucker is saying that instead of saying, you know, take a few 50 million or so off the top of somebody's 20 or uh, of somebody's 100 million dollar salary and spread it out amongst the workers who make your business possible, who are the engine of the of progress and and prosperity. And this fucking guy, he's insisting that it's the same old voodoo. And, uh, you know, we all, this is somebody who the Democrats are considering running as a presidential candidate. This guy. For uh, everything that they uh, supposedly stand for, we the people, for living wages, for um, diversity, Everything that we, everywhere we look, Bloomberg, it has the has held the opposite view. But according to the DNC, um, the most threatening candidate is Bernie, someone who has the people behind him, who has more donors than any other politician in American history, more individual donations, who doesn't take a single dime from a corporation. Who's not on there? Who's who's never? You cannot go back in his history and find a a video where he's validating and defending trickle down, and talking about teaching the poor the dignity of work. Oh my God! And yeah, um, I'd like I'm I like to I'm looking at the chat and Paradu is like slap his ass, Tara. Yes, it's not just his ass though. I want to slap. It's the DNC. Who and, and the corporate Democrats who are legitimately thinking that this guy is going to save them from Twitter. My God. He's the same. He is Twitter. He is the same. He's cut from the same cloth. Yeah, Twitter is a con man. We'll get the same kinder, gentler fascism. And the next fascist that gets in there, that when after Bloomberg is done with us, will be, um, you know, he'll be uh, able to put an end to this pesky democracy for good. Oh, my God, I'm looking at the time. I told Poppy to call in. Let me see. I wanted to take a break, though.
I need to take a break. I do, only because I need to get more coffee. Let me do that. We're going to take a break. Poppy's probably listening, and you'll call up during the break. And, um, yeah, this fucking two hours, man. I'm sorry for cursing. Just cursing for no reason, but I really, it goes so fast, man. And just when I get cooking, then we got to go. On Saturdays, I have to stick to the two hours. But during the week or other days, who knows? In the future, we'll uh, hopefully have a daily show, and that'll be nice. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I want to thank you for hanging out and supporting the show, becoming a patron, being a patron. I can't do it without you. You, um, yeah. Why would I want to do this show if it weren't for you guys? It would suck. I would be sitting here talking to myself. I'd be screaming at myself, which is, I pretty much do that. I I do a lot of screaming at home. You know what I mean? I'm sure you do that, too, screaming at the television. Guys, Poppy, you're in the chat. I see you. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to take a break. So call in when... I, I, wish I, I wish I had a shorter break, honestly. I just need to get some coffee. Hmm. Yeah, I should just play it. Maybe I'll, cu- maybe I'll cut the break short, but... We're going to take a break, so it'll be eight minutes. Okay, guys? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And Tara Jr. Jr. is here. How you doing? Come on. Say hello. <laughs> say hello. People on the podcast are like, what the hell is going on? All right, so we'll, t- we'll take a break. We'll have Green News Report with Brad and Desi. Labor History in Two with Rick Smith. Or maybe I'll come back sooner after the Green News Report. It'll be, it depends. I need to, I just need to get some coffee. You know how it is. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for being a patron and all your support and all your super chats. Thank you for everything and sharing the show with your friends, hanging out, all of that stuff. This is why, uh, this is how I know we will win. We will win. I will be right back. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. I have come away with one inescapable conclusion, and that is that we have got to change. Oil giant BP announces major shift to cut its emissions. Sea level rise is accelerating on the U.S. East Coast. Get used to record-breaking heat because it's here to stay. Plus, even though President Trump sometimes dismisses climate change, this group of House Republicans says their policies can pass this year and get the presidential signature the Democrats' Green New Deal can't. House Republicans unveil their version of climate legislation. Really? Yes, really. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and 
Snarky comment. As to whether it is human-induced climate change, my mind is open. What is the evidence that you are relying on? I'm not relying on evidence, Hamish. I am saying... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that explains a little bit about Australia. This is your Green News Report. You should keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. (laughs) Okay, Desi Doyen, BP, says they've come around. They care about climate change. Republicans in Congress are going to pass climate legislation color me dubious today? (laughs) Yes, I think you're on the right track, but you know, we'll get to that in a moment. First, another study confirms that sea level rise is accelerating in the United States, particularly along the East Coast. Out of 32 tide gauge stations along the entire U.S. coastline, from Maine to Alaska, 80% of those gauges showed a clear acceleration with water levels rising faster in 2019 than in 2018. The researchers warned that that faster rate means the worst scenarios for coastal inundation and flooding are becoming more likely. Those worst case scenarios projected by NOAA are as much as eight feet of sea level rise by 2100. Eight feet? Yes. A different study warns that record-shattering heat waves and annual temperature records are here to stay. The researchers project that nearly every year in the coming decade will likely rank in the top 10 hottest years ever recorded. That would knock out the last 10 years, which are currently the hottest 10 years on record. In Washington, House Republicans on Wednesday unveiled a new package of bills aimed at addressing climate change. It's an attempt to shift the party's message now that voters are demanding climate action. The legislation does not include cutting emissions or reducing dependence on fossil fuels or really anything that might offend the fossil fuel industry. And how can they call that climate change legislation? It's climate denial light. It (laughs) invests in research to capture carbon emissions and plant trees. I see. The Republicans' bill is in sharp contrast to the Trump administration's proposed 2021 budget, which, if he is reelected, increases logging on the public's lands, eliminates the Energy Department's Advanced Clean Energy Research Division, and slashes the Environmental Protection Agency's budget by a third. So let me get this straight. The Republicans' plan for fighting climate change is to plant trees. The president's plan for the next year is to cut them down. Yes. This is working out very well. Senate Democrats also proposed legislation. Theirs includes putting the nation on a path to net zero emissions by no later than 2050 and requiring plastics manufacturers to be financially responsible for the plastic waste they create. Oh, so it's a grown-up plan. Yes. But of course... That won't be signed. The Trump administration has now begun controlled blasting in parts of Arizona's Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument, home to rare and endangered species and sacred Native American burial sites. That's in order to construct Trump's border wall with Mexico. Finally, big news from BP. British Petroleum's new CEO announced on Wednesday that the company is shifting gears to reduce its contribution to global warming. BP will eliminate or offset all all greenhouse gas emissions from its operations and cut the carbon intensity of its products in half by 2050. Here's BP's new CEO, Bernard Looney, and yes, that is his real name. We have got to change and change profoundly. We have to because the world is changing fast and so are society's expectations of us. But it is more than having to change. We want 
to change. We want to change because it's the right thing for the world, and it's a tremendous business opportunity for BP. So that's for real? The CEO of BP is saying we need to offset all emissions? Yes, it reflects the growing pressures on big companies now to show that they're acting to address climate change. And do you buy it? Are they really acting to address climate change, or are they just showing that they're trying to act to address climate change. It's light on details, but environmental groups are cautiously optimistic. And what's his name again? Bernard Looney. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1918. That was the day 300 commercial laundresses in Kansas City walked off the job demanding a union. Mail laundry delivery drivers successfully organized the previous summer. They joined the women on the picket lines. The Employers Association had financed an open shop drive since the beginning of the war. The laundry companies refused to grant wage increases to the drivers. They also refused to acknowledge the women's demand for a union. The Women's Trade Union League tried to hold hearings about the strike at the Hotel Muehlbach, but the hotel refused to allow striking black workers into the building. As a result, their white co-workers refused to testify. When the hearings were finally moved, the women told of intolerable conditions. Laundresses complained of filthy workplaces and potential fire traps. They reported that laundry owners had put together their own private police force. These guns-for-hire assaulted women strikers, breaking one woman's arm, another's wrist, and injuring many more in hopes of deterring them from pressing on with their demands. In the sixth week of the strike, 25,000 more Kansas City workers called a general strike. According to historian Maureen Wiener-Greenwald, they supported the laundry workers' demands for increased wages, union recognition, and enforcement of state regulations regarding hours and working conditions. Greenwald notes the general strike was relatively peaceful until the Kansas City Railway attempted to run streetcars with scab labor. Finally, the laundry companies agreed to union recognition and later promised wage increases. They soon reneged, but the show of solidarity among workers provided key lessons for future labor struggles in Kansas City. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at laborhistoryin2. All right, welcome back. I let the show run. I re- I mean, I let the the break just run. What the hell, right? I'm a little discombobulated today. I guess it was all day trying to get this fucking phone to work. So that pissed me off and I feel a little bit off. That's why I'm glad I have a friend calling in and she's going to help. She's going to help help the show, help me. Let me see if I get if it works. Poppy. Am I unmuted? I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. I can. Oh my God! See, well, that's something. That is something. Congratulations! Holy shit! Well, it was this stupid audio interface that's not working. I don't know. I I need to get a whole new setup. We need to get a functioning 
show that doesn't have all these effing well, problems. But I guess you gotta you gotta spend fifty million on a new uh... <laughs> on a new app. <laughs> fifty million. Could you imagine what app costs fifty million? Talking about she hates Bernie. That's what it is. It's beyond. It's pathological. The the hatred of Bernie and it's really concerning. The whole corporate media. It, it they, really is. Man. Yeah, they hate Bernie and. I hate. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just I hate to I hate to believe you, but I, I mm. I'm starting to see it myself. Well, I you know I watch MSNBC a lot, and I somebody actually who was it? Um, oh yeah, on Facebook. One of our Tara Buster supporters, and um, yeah. let me see, I'm trying to find it. The post, but um, they were posting about the um, you know just how horrible MSNBC is to Bernie, and somebody responded. Wait, what the hell was that? I I just put my thing. Oh, okay. Hand. I thought it was. Uh, Something on that I hit, you know what I mean? Something on the show. But uh, so um, I'm just trying to find it. But anyway, what she, Susan Schaefer, she posted, she's one of our supporters, a patron and um, and a friend I, that we met at the Malloy getaway, but posted how she on her, I'll just read it. It says, <clears throat> I know MSNBC hates Bernie and it was in, has been coming out with a lot of mm. anti-Semitic crap lately, including Joy Reid's mm. body language expert on to trash Bernie's ethnic mannerisms. And um, so on this, a bunch of people commented and somebody wrote, I have, what was she said, that's odd. I watch um, MSNBC all the time, and I never see any bias or whatever. And I wrote, I watch MSNBC, yeah. every, MSNBC every day, and it is a nonstop right. Bernie bash. And this person wrote back, well, wow. I guess we have different interpretations. But I don't see how you can't not see it. And yeah, it's uh, it's pretty disturbing. Well, well God, sorry. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't necessarily see it uh, as anti-Bernie, but I do see it as that. Let's not lose our corporate sponsors mm -hmm. if yes. Bernie gets in. Mm -hmm. That that I'm starting to, I'm starting to see that a little bit. But I don't see they'll still be rich. I don't see the problem. They'll still yeah. have. Right. What is the problem? It will actually be better for them because you'll have you'll be living in a country if our progressive ideals come to fruition. If our progressive policies like a more equitable tax system, a progressive tax system that um, uh, that restores the estate tax and the kind of um, policies that that gave us something in American history called the great prosperity. That, we, that was a time where you know, the CEOs only earned 50 times the lowest worker instead of 450. Uh, and uh, they'll still disgusting. be rich, though. They'll still have their privileges. And they'll be, it'll be better because they won't be living in a poor country. I don't understand. They seem to be so well, offended. It'll be better, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you hold people's feet to the fire, 
it'll be better too because they'll actually feel better about themselves right. actually right. i would uh, i would think you know right. they won't be like feeling like yeah i'm cheating these people and i need this guy to stay in office so i can keep cheating them it's amazing instead of just being oh I'm being a good guy, and I got a good guy in office, and look at this. It's still working out. Right. Exactly. I don't know what they're so afraid of. It's like, I wish I could play these. Uh, this is the other thing that sucks about the the this program that we're, not my program, not Tara Buster. <laughs> I'm talking about the da- damn ecam, the damn ecam, because I have. Oh. You're not able to hear the movies that I play, so we can't really play a movie. But oh. the, um, yeah, but the um, what do you call it? I was gonna, what was I gonna say? Yeah, we. So I can't play a movie, and and that, and we can't have you comment on it. This is what I have to fix. We have to fix this. Oh. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Like, no. like, like sci-fi theater or something? Well, how Mystery we, I could say, you know, theater? like, maybe. No, not like, not exactly. But, like but say something like, oh, here's this clip of Bloomberg and play it and then we can comment. You know what I mean? Whatever. This is, nobody oh, wants oh, to hear I this shit. To comment on your comment on when you said that Bloomberg said when he gets to heaven, he's going to walk right in. I know. I said when he gets to heaven, I think they're going to stop and frisk him. I think that's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> they should. If there is a heaven, <laughs> if there really is. Right. If there right. is some irony, uh, the God of irony, that would be perfect. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah. It's so. true. But this is what we're up against. And we're not just up against the right wingers. We're up against those who pretend or, or or I don't know if they're pretending. They really do think, I guess, that they're on our sides. They are they're not anti gay. Well, you know, not anymore. At least uh, Joy Reid. You yeah. know you know that Joy Reid was um had a whole uh, incident, um, when was it, a year ago, where an, a bunch of old blog posts came up. Um, they were back in the oh. news because she ha- was she wrote on her blog, before she was well-known, um, she wrote a bunch of homo- homophobic shit on her blog. and um, did? Yeah. And then when it came to light... She um, she originally said that she was hacked, but it was a lie. You know, oh. like, yeah, they always say that that she was that they were hacked. That's awesome. She's so, yeah, that. she's full That's of shit. Idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> I need to use that. I'm gonna pocket that idea. I'll just yeah. no. It's an old yeah, idea. That's a good one though. But everybody turns well. to it. They'll know you're full of shit. You just say you're hacked. Whatever happens, I've been hacked. <laughs> Next time, like I can't yeah. like find my words or whatever, I'll just be like, I'm I'm being hacked. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. When they saw it like bumbling or something. News. It's like you don't even have to claim fake news anymore. Right. You just be like, oh well, that was hacked. That was hacked. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was hacked. I'm it's, sorry. That was hacked. Good. If something it's fucks good. up on the show, it was hacked. We were hacked. Yeah. Yeah. Or you say something fucked up to your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Right. Oh, I, I got hacked. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hacked. That's a good one. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, no, but Joy <laughs> Reid, this is how, you know, she's full of shit. Anyway, I'm trying to get the cat in a nice position here. So, Joy Reid, here's are? a, well, he he's sitting on my lap. Can you see the cat? I don't know if you can see him. 
No, you can't see the cat in your lap. I have a cat. You got a cat in a hat. You got a well, cat I have a cat on my shirt. And you see the cat? You could see him. <laughs> I could see him. Look. I, no, I can't see your cat. He's right here. Are you looking at the video? No, I can't. I am. I'm looking at your hand. I can only see your, to the chin of your cat. Look, right here. Uh-oh. Look. You're muted. I, I got muted? Anymore. What? I'm not oh. muted. I'm back. Okay, Am I muted? Oh, there. okay. Anyway, you're yeah, Joy Reid. Let's go back on her because she's annoying. Um, Joy Reid, <laughs> when was this? This was in, um, where the hell is the date? April of 2018. Joy Reid um, says, okay, uh, Joy Ann Reid on Saturday apologized for her past hurtful remarks about LGBTQ people following the resurfacing of homophobic blog posts from the mid to late 2000s. And I remember we talked about this on the show a little bit. And let me just point out once again, one thing you will never find in, in Bernie's past, you'll never go back to an old blog post where he's saying things like Joy Reid said, where she says that... Uh, she that she finds most straight people cringe at the sight of two men kissing. You'll never find a Bernie blog post that says that. In fact, you'll find quite the yeah. opposite. Even when it wasn't politically advantageous, Bernie was advocating and fighting for gay rights, human rights, in other words. And yeah. it's the truth. I, he's He's just, that's him. That's who he is. So, and he well, said... He's a good guy. I mean, that's a Jewish thing, too. You know what I mean? Mm, like, I think Jewish true. people are just so much more forgiving and mm -hmm. just so ready to just talk about To fight it for the underdog. Be open to... Yeah, be open. Well, I, 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 not, not yeah. every... I mean, people are people. But I, I do remember at one right. time, years ago, when uh, I was younger... There was a there was an um, an art exhibit here in New York City. This was years ago. This is when like being gay was was still you know uh, as far as in in politics you know Hillary Clinton was still saying marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman shit like that and oh, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah. it wasn't politically advantageous and there was an art exhibit in New York that featured that was about the Holocaust. And a, and a group of Hasidic, uh, not his, I don't know if they were, they were Orthodox or some kind, very conservative, of course, um, a okay. Jewish. Wearing the big hat. Yeah, I don't know if they were, if they were the big hat wearing ones or, or just conservative Jews <laughs> had said that uh, yeah. they pulled out of this art exhibit about the Holocaust because they included gays. It included the gay victims oh. of the Holocaust. And I, I, oh I always God. remember how disgusting that was because, you know, we gays died in the same ovens and in the same concentration Ugh. camps. And then they're right. still holding a, some, certain people. So it's not just, you know, it's some wow. people are just fucking it's conservatism. It's they're conservatives. They they wow. Play, they That's claim like the ultimate of conservatism. Oh, it's horrible. So yeah. I know. Well, that's you. Some people are just stupid. They're just that. It's their conservatism. They think 
I don't know. I don't know how they justify that, but they do. They think, oh my God, you know. The gays, the gays can't be con- considered good enough to be killed along with you. Right. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Wow. Right. I'm just trying to find <laughs> it. It was crazy. many years ago. It was like, it has to be like 15, 20 years ago. Group. I'm, uh, I'm just wow. looking up. It was out of, if anything, if there's any, uh, any, what do you call it? Articles about it. You I know, remember that. As yeah. far as two gay men kissing, I think it really depends on the gay man. <laughs> it depends on I anybody mean, kissing. Are you kidding me? Be, I mean, it can be kind of gross. Yeah. Not I just mean, men. It what they look like. Anybody. Yeah. Have you ever been to right. like some lesbian bars? I mean, come on. We. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to get some good-looking people to kiss. Right. Uh, it's not like, please. Uh, I'm sure. Like, could you imagine Ted Cruz? Kissing his wife, anybody kiss like ew. <laughs> That's gross. That's so it's so kissing. unnatural. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Disgusting. Yeah. Or or Jim Jordan. Could you imagine even Jim like, Jordan like, kissing? And even a bachelor kissing the other day, watching it, it was like ew. Ugh. So unnatural. <laughs> Right. Ew. Any Republican. Oh. Could you imagine Jim Jordan? Speaking of Jim Jordan, let's just talk about him for well, a second. You know, Jordan. he's, he's disgusting. guy, right? He's what? Yeah, the guy who doesn't. What's this not wearing a coat thing? <laughs> That's his thing. They all have to have a thing, a I guess. They all have to have a, an yeah. angle. Right, like you, yeah, it's they—they they can't have any legitimate ideas. Where they have to have some kind of scam. His is not wearing a coat. He's just like you. His coat was hacked. <laughs> right. He's such a sleazy fucker. So where was this? Man. Recently, they, you know, he, um, he said he's still denying that he didn't know that the uh, that people that boys were being molested under his, under his, uh, in, you know, when he, uh, under his tenure as the assistant wrestling coach. This is how, what oh, cowardly scumbags they are, Republicans. I mean, con- conservatism mm-hmm. is the ideology of cowardice, frankly. I, and I, you heard it here first. I don't care. I say it. Mm. Um, no, you didn't. You did. I, I, I will not mince those words at all uh, because no. it is what it is. That's who they are. They are cowards, ultimately. That's why they are bullies. That's why they attack the mm. underdog. You will never see or, or, uh, a, a, or hear a conservative representative challenging their, their uh, constituents or their supporters to evolve or... You know what I mean? They never take the yeah. the high road because it's harder. You know, they'll they're they're just such panderers to the lowest, uh, basest aspects of the human condition. The well, you know, that goes back to because they're cheating. They're cheating, and so and if they're lying and cheating and getting money illegally, then they're guilty. So right. when you're guilty, you yep. do that. And well, it takes a certain kind of scum to be like that. You know what I mean? You have to be somewhat yeah. scummy to begin with. Yep. And yep. anyway, just for those unless, who... Unless the, the money just buys you. Money I buys guess. you. And then you turn into scum. I guess... Like what, how yeah. is Trump? Is Trump just 
paying yeah. is Trump just paying Barr like millions and millions oh. of dollars to do his bidding or what? No, Barr like, is, is a scum for these people. Um, you, it's like any fascist country that, well, any country that turns fascist, you, you need your enablers. Barr is a scumbag, and he always has been. Yeah. People say, oh, uh, Barr, they called him cover-up Barr. Here's, let me see. Yeah, like, he, how long has he been in there? Well, he, he's had his hand, his filthy, disgusting hand in, in, uh, the, well, let me hear. Here's a uh, in in Nixon covering shit up, Iran Contra. Or uh, am I wrong with that? Wait, uh, now that I'm saying right, that, right? That's right. Now I'm uh, now I'm stumbling over my words. <laughs> let me see. Let's see. Honestly, uh, this is an article from Alternate. Here we go. Honestly, even given. Wait, 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 wait. How does that say that? Honestly, even that is giving to... Wait, wait, wait. I'm, this is, I'm trying to read this article, and it's not making sense. Please, Master Igor does his best work in the dark. Honestly, even that is giving Barr too much credit. That's, I, it's a confusing article. That's how it starts. That's why I was having trouble reading it. Anyway, the much-publicized interview with, with Barr... Um, in which he doth protest too much about Donald Trump's constant calls oh. for him to insert a finger here and a ham fist there yeah. to make the name Justice Department is just a little bit funnier itself. Clearly, uh, this, this article was not a good choice for me. <laughs> Part of the play. Barr will, anyway, the point is Barr is pretending to to be someone who is, uh, he's protesting that Trump is interfering with his work. He, he the, the, what yeah, he's saying, he's not, the media, here's, here's the problem. This, the media is, they're pretending that, tr that, uh, Barr is, he, he courageously stood up to Trump. He's not telling what? Trump not to interfere. He's telling Trump not to make it public. He's doing it. He's he's having a hard time doing his job covering up Trump's crimes because of the constant yeah. tweeting. It's not that he's they're, they're giving him too much latitude. They're giving him too much credit as if he's saying, oh, don't interfere. I'm trying to be um, uh, run an honorable justice department. No, honey, that ship has sailed many, many moons yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the fucking media. This is what gets me upset. They're they are playing the game. They they are going along with it because he said, "Oh, I can do without the tweeting or whatever." That he's um, uh, the constant background noise. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he's not going to continue to be his flunky and his lackey and 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 completely corrupt the. Justice Department, that's not what's happening. He's telling Trump, please, settle down. Do your dirty work in private. Tell me privately. Don't tweet it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Well, I think that uh, MSN, I think MSN pointed that out pretty much. They did? Uh, that was a good day when I heard, yeah, they said that he was just telling him not to tweet so <clears throat> much because he can't do the cover-up work that mm. he's trying to do. 
Well, that's true. Yeah. If so that's that what was, they said. I gave MSNBC props for that. Well, that's good. Well, that's the thing with MSNBC. They will, they are uh, lean. They do lean Democratic. Of course they do. They don't like yeah. the yeah. Trump administration. This is what makes me, um, it concerns me, so to speak. I don't know. What's the word? I guess it oh, is concern. Oh, my, per- my uh, yes. Oh, my stars. <laughs> It gives me the vapors because give you the vapors. They, they are they are right on many in many occasions. And I knew when the when the when the primary season started again, I knew I was gonna it was gonna get bad because it's it's now or never, people. It's now or never. Yeah. We're going Hell to yeah. either get this government back or it's over. And And MSNBC knows that there's a big problem, but their remedy is is not the solution. Their talk and their remedy actually is going to get us another term of Trump, in in my opinion. But I wanted to just say once again that for those listening on the podcast, we are talking to Poppy Champlin, comedian. I didn't even introduce you. I didn't even introduce you when you when you. uh, when you called in, I was like, Poppy, are you there? People don't know, who, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just <laughs> listening, we're talking to Poppy Champlin, comedian. If you don't know Poppy, then you better get to know her. She's a fucking comedian. Oh, <laughs> She's a good comedian. Yeah. You what know, are you talking I'm about? Of, I'm kind of stupid, too, because, like, the other day, I was, like, after the Iowa caucus, like, seriously, I was thinking, okay, what's the Iowa caucus? It's just a, a handful of people giving us an idea of who they might vote for. Mm-hmm. And then they went and did it in New Hampshire. And I'm like, oh, they're taking another sampling. But really, this is, is the whole country doing this right now to decide who's going to be our Democratic candidate, correct? Yeah, well, it's the primary. But it's all, it's different. I mean, I mean, Each how do we state- do it? Well, they all have different rules. So some places have a caucus. I think Nevada has a caucus. I don't know what the hell the whole the, the difference is, to tell you the truth, and what they do. Each state does or whatever. I know um, Iowa is is a shit show, the way they do it. I don't, I've never Iowa attended a, a caucus. ridiculous. With, and the other thing that annoyed me about the fucking caucus, okay, they – it's – um. And that's why they, they talked about Bernie had the majority of satellite caucuses were going in his favor. These satellite caucuses were people who had jobs and shit and c- couldn't afford to be at these caucuses for hours and hours. And a lot of the caucuses were are, are attended by people who, you know, might be retired or don't have or have the time. You know, some people have to go to work. Some people work it during the day, during the night, whatever. It's not. It doesn't fit people's schedule. It's not really, you know, democratic in that sense. And you're not really getting. You're only getting some the people who could who could afford to be there. And so when they were talking about the satellite caucuses, these were caucuses that were held at uh, alternate times that um, that could better accommodate those who had um, more t- tighter schedules. And then you had the yeah. fucking uh, Democratic, uh, the DNC and Buttigieg talking about like they they weren't going to count the satellite caucuses and things like that. And and it's just 
it's and then the other thing, not even that. I was watching on MSNBC. They 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 were asking people, "Who did you vote for?" Oh, I don't know. Uh, and yeah. one guy was like, "I I don't know. I was going for Klobuchar, and that, but she, um, uh, Elizabeth Warren's group is." really having a good time over there so i'm gonna go over there like they're all like have come over here have some pizza and then um somebody said i don't know i just went in and said eeny meeny miny mo," and my fucking head almost exploded eeny meeny oh, miny yeah. mo." oh yeah oh yeah i heard you busted her up the other oh, day i, I mentioned it you. i don't you were I, calling her a dumb bitch. You were like, you were <laughs> oh, I couldn't. Like, I'm sorry. I forgot I talked about oh, it. Because oh, I go into, sometimes I have up. a blackout when I'm on the air. I just go nuts. Oh, I, I go into a blackout. A blackout, you stupid <laughs> bitch. You were going. <laughs> <laughs> you That's dumb funny. Bitch, you. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe you. Oh, good. I'm oh. glad. Did you enjoy it at least? <laughs> yeah. I was laughing out loud. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it because I didn't realize I was definitely in a blackout. That's what happens sometimes. That's why. No, I didn't mean like to repeat myself, but I sometimes I get on the show and I just go into a blackout. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm just like nuts. (laughs) I go nuts. And then I look up. I'm like, holy shit. I got to get off the air. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think he went over by an hour. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because on the during the week, we could uh, there's no time limit. On the Saturday shows, I got to keep it to two oh, hours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's why I say, oh, please oh, become cool. a patron. We can have a daily show, we, but when it's because this show will go on Progressive Voices, so I have to keep it to two hours. So yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I, what else? What else is going on, Poppy? Do you want to? I wanted to say. I wanted to say something. I had a pretty funny joke about. I don't know. It must have been about the caucuses and. Uh, now you I can't remember. remember. This shows. This show sucks no, tonight. No, I had a good one for you. <laughs> well, why don't you fucking tell us? <laughs> My God, I I'm gotta like. Write them down. You didn't write it down. Oh. Mm. No. So, are you for Bernie? Yeah. What is your opinion? Are you kidding me? The way you, I talk and listen to you. I'm, I, 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 I could do nothing but Bernie. <laughs> I am just going to be Bernie. I'm voting for Bernie. I'm gonna spit. Into the camera, as I talk like Bernie, I am for Bernie. <laughs> yeah, I, I am Bernie. We are Bernie. Bernie. With, with, with spittle on my lips. Oh, the I love Bernie. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I'm I glad. love Bernie too. Most, uh, yeah. Of, I yeah, mean, I mean he's a he, he's a real. He's just a a you know he's for real. He's not taking any money from these corporate motherfuckers. We're in trouble here. So. We need to, uh, you know, right this ship. If this, it, I, otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. This, I'm not kidding. It gets me very upset because I'm. Sometimes it is hard to believe that, you know, life yeah. is so short. And I, I say to myself, I don't really have a lot of time left in as, in the scheme of things. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, how life. Neither does Bernie or Biden. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Biden, another They're one. All almost eighty years old. That's true. Yeah, but Biden? But, Are you kidding me? What the what? fuck? This is what gets me so pissed off oh. too about the corporate media. <laughs> they would literally force Biden on us 
knowing how uh, unfit he is. They keep convincing us, oh, Bi- Biden might turn around. They keep plugging him. And what's this really? quote? I don't know. On MSNBC, they're still talking about, well, Biden, you know, well, they, well, they do say it's uh, he's slipping in the polls and he's, well, he's slipping in general. He would be he's slipping off his. He's, yeah, he he's slipped. Like he's off, off the rocker. He's he's <laughs> definitely. I mean, well, he doesn't who, have his, his his teeth and his thoughts do not go together. Anymore. No, and that even still now, if that if if Bernie wasn't running, let's say, and Biden was still, who knows? If it was Bernie, Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, fuck them, and. They, uh, but they was <laughs> they still push Biden. I still see even on Weird. on Morning Joe they push Biden a lot. Say, oh, he's just such a decent man, ready f- on day one to get in there, and you know they had they, they had him on, but Trump would wipe the floor with him. him. Calling that guy a, do you have that clip of him calling that guy a pony? Pony uh, he called a woman. A woman. I don't. I. I. I, ha- I think I have the. Yeah. You know how women love being called dog faces. Yes, that's what he did. He called the woman a lying dog face pony soldier. Whatever oh that is. God. This is. And he also told. Yeah. He and he tells people not to vote for him. You know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's like, yeah, well, you should vote for Trump. You should vote for Trump. Yeah. Um, all right. You're a lie. And she, because he asked her, did you ever go to a caucus? Have you ever attended a caucus? And she said, yes. And he goes, you're a lying dog face pony soldier. (laughs) And it's like, what? Okay. Old man. Okay. Boomer. Like, that's a real okay. Boomer moment. Exactly. I mean, really, and then you get Buttigieg. Oh, honestly, I know uh, every every yeah, week but, you know, we've we, been talking we about him. Sort of, you know, at first you got to be like, well, dude, a gay guy, you know, you whatever. Be, a gay guy, well, a gay president, a no. gay president. Come on. You, what do you mean? Come on, what? That's a good I thing. No, I mean, I'm just thinking like he's from our tribe. We should want him. Yeah. <sighs> Um, yeah, I guess that's, if that's all that matters, this is the other thing they keep saying, like, well, that's kind of a Republican thing to, to say or do not you, you're not Republican, but you know what I mean? Like, for example, with, um, Sarah Palin, you know, oh, a a woman, uh, breaking the glass ceiling. This is what they, the Republicans were saying when they nominated Sarah Palin, even though she's completely unqualified and unfit and promoting anti-women policies and on and on yeah um that's not good enough it's that's the politics of identity oh we're all we hate identity politics it's if that's all that um matters no there's many other things matter most you we know know for now no i know i know you know but for we understand that most Democrats at this moment in time are not bashing on gays, even though as few as a couple of years ago, they were still on the fence evolving about marriage is a sacred fucking bond between a man and a woman. I remember this shit. You remember it. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so uh-huh. now, yeah, oh, we have a gay guy in the in, uh, as a candidate. That's great. But he's the only reason they're propping him up as much as they are is because he's a corporate l- lick spittle. And he is a Republican. <laughs> he is a, and that's change you can believe in. That's the change the corporate media can believe in. They can, they go, for, it's yeah. like this outward um, progress, but no real change. That's it. It's like, you know, Earth Day sponsored by Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? Like where we're not really doing yeah. anything. It's like throwing a uh, the, the wrappings uh, of change around this broken ass system. And that's what these corporate Democrats are all about. And this is why they're so dangerous. They're, they, of course, okay, I will qualify it. I'll vote for the fucking Democrat, of course, because when you're in a hole, you want to stop digging. Or if when you're bleeding, you got to, you know, put the tourniquet on. But that's not – I'm also afraid, too, to think that that's as far as we're going to go. Because if we get a, a Democratic president who's not a Bernie, Bernie right, who's not a, for changing the system that gave us Twitter, yeah. the next Twitter, right. the next fascist that gets in there is going to be the, the last fascist that gets in there. You understand? Because we, we're going to be done. The country's done. I know. We're, we're, we're really heading toward the abyss. I mean, I'm really starting to think uh, Trump's the Antichrist. Oh, you know? please. Really? I he's do. the Antichrist. I think he's the Antichrist. Yeah, but who's worse? The is. Antichrist or those who who pr- promote the Antichrist? The, the How many well, millions of fuckers, like in this NASCAR or whatever, uh, of the average moron... Who votes for him? You know what I mean. They're they're still cheering yeah, him. Oh, and, and then but they were all in the closet before him. They could have stayed in the closet, but now that Trump has opened the gates of hell, I know. all of them are coming out. It's that's like, right. Oh no, the Antichrist is here. The bats in the belfry. Well, that's because the system ultimately the system has failed, and and it failed economically. And if this country was functioning. In more, um, e- in a more egalitarian fashion, if we had a more equitable distribution of wealth, if we weren't right. living in the United States of serfs and lords, a Twitler, we would always have to fight racism, division, ignorance, stupidity, but they would never get power. You can't have power in a country. An autocrat can never get power in a country that is functioning like an autocrat can't go to it, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. But the uh, let's say um, Norway, right, or one of the Scandinavian yeah. countries that are where people are happy and, um, you know, they have a strong social safety net and they have a uh, functioning economy that works for all that more than just the one percent that a, a, uh, a fascist can't. They might have, oh, because you have problems with racism everywhere. That's a human thing. But they won't yeah. get power. They will not get power the way that they get power here. And they, and right, you don't. Because you can buy it. Yeah, because you can buy it. And then you can, you can cultivate it by dividing people. Every little step towards fascism 
and it also came with the uh, the Democratic um, enablers. You know, it wasn't just the right wingers. The right wingers we expect, but the the um, the DLC Democrats who enabled it, who pa- who pandered to it. Like when you have a Hillary Clinton saying, yes, I believe marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman. Like, you don't fucking really believe that. You never believed that. (laughs) But you never, but you didn't have the guts to get up there and stand for what's right. And they know what's right and wrong. And um, they want, the, the, the way I look at the Democratic, the DLC Democrats, is that they want their cake and eat it too. They want to have all the benefits mm. of uh, being in the 1%, you know what I mean? But they don't want, you know, they want to pretend to be the, po- the party of the people, but they don't really want to be it. They want to stave off the revolution. It's sort of like... Um, well, well. What's what like needs to be making anybody who's got a six figure job, mm-hmm. don't they make like 200,000 easily? Who? To the senators? Of course, yes, they, yeah. they're in their cushy jobs, yes, and they they got there by, yeah, mm-hmm, by but but look, there's a new wave coming, right? All of the young people are uh are liberal, the the most liberal generation is coming up right now. AOC here, mm-hmm. my my representative here in in uh, Queens, she didn't take a dime of corporate money. That's how she got where she is. That's what she ran on. Mm-hmm. I'm not in bed with these corporate mother effers. She was a completely right. funded by small donations, just like Bernie. So that's the mm-hmm. wave of the future. And the Democratic, the DLC Democrats who aren't seeing that that. Uh, oncoming train you know they think that's the light at the end of the tunnel it's uh that's an oncoming train they think that's bloomberg biden Buttigieg, klobuchar that's their light at the end of the tunnel that's their goddamn oncoming train gonna hit them and us you know what i mean if they don't Mm -hmm. um let go of their old ideals like uh you know the a kinder gentler corporatism this is how we got here you know what i mean yeah i like, I like that. that anyway listen yeah, listen I guys like i like that you have put it in those terms well thank you thank you everyone it's almost time to go right now so um we have to wrap up the show i'm really sorry that the show All sucked right. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I hope, did it oh okay good Ooh. I don't know. I'm I'm very you know, critical you get of myself. Fired up, man. I do, and I I get no, critical. You get, you get fired up. Mm-hmm. And I want I want the show to work. I want everybody to enjoy the show. I want everybody to keep coming back. I want people to oh, continue to. Happy President's Day in the chat room. Oh yeah! <laughs> Happy President's Day. Day. Oh God! <laughs> Fuck Great. this. This is why we need a revolution. Could you imagine actually having a president that we could say, wow, happy President's Day, President Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that would be nice. amazing. I want to hear. Nice. I want to live to see that day. All right, guys, well, we have about. Yeah, we will. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tara Jr. is stepping on the, on the uh, keyboard. Ooh. Guys, listen. Listen oh. up, guys. <laughs> we are going to. I want to thank Poppy Champlin for. For calling, Poppy is a regular on the show, and hopefully we'll get Thank more you. 
Poppy, and we'll open the phones. Now that the phones are working, I have to get the goddamn video working with the phones and everything working. If you are a podcaster, why don't you email me and say, hey, this is how I do it. Why do you have so many problems, hmm. Tara Jr. and Tara Sr.? Here's uh, This is a better solution. I don't know. I'm doing the best I can, and like I always say, we do it anyway, even though it, it's not perfect. So thank you for never giving up, never giving up on me, never giving up on what we're doing here. And as I always say, we stick together. We win. Thank you, Poppy That's Champlin. Right. And we will win. Thanks, Kara. Thank you for hanging out. We will get together one day during the week. If you have any suggestions, questions, whatever, email me at contact at republicandirtytricks.com and never give up. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I will see you very soon.